You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how startups can address top developer challenges to build faster development and deployment cycles. With me, t- with me today is Amir Rosenberg, Vice President of Product at Quali. Amir, great to have you, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Great. So to start off, what are you seeing is probably the biggest challenge that developers are facing at startups? Developers want to develop applications fast, um, try to innovate as much as possible, not deal too much with defects, and add value to the, to the product. And so I think that one of the largest, uh, or otherwise said, uh, developers continuously analyze blockers to innovation and developer focus. Uh, in, the, in the past, this was mostly around testing. Um, and you see the migration of testing tools from the central of excellence into the development teams. So do the processes and the tooling. But what's next is the tooling for developers. And one of those tooling that requires innovation is the topic of availability of environments to serve the developer, the tester, and so forth. Okay. And how can um, organizations approach an unstructured uh, kind of like an application infrastructure, which is is pretty prevalent in startups, right? So we see a lot of organizations uh, in migration, migration from the monolith to microservice architecture, Mm -hmm. migration from the on-premise infrastructure to to cloud native and so forth. And so um, one challenge, you know, this is one challenge or or trend that's happening in the industry. Another challenge that's happening is the real uh, need to acquire skilled DevOps uh, professionals and retain them uh, because mm-hmm. they are high on demand. And so we believe that there's a need to facilitate collaboration, efficient collaboration between the DevOps team and the consumers of these environments, namely mainly developers, but also testers, pre-sales when they want to run a demo, a product manager who wants to look at at, um, at the new feature that's being released and validated. Mm-hmm. And the way to do it is to try to really put together some kind of an envelope around what completely describes an environment, whether it's distributed in, in the infrastructure perspective or other per- perspectives, to look at a complete environment, describe it in a, um, in a file that can be versioned and you can come back to, and serve it up to the, to the consumers of this environment in a highly collaborative and time-efficient manner. Okay, so you mentioned that um, you know the importance of of having project managers and you know, DevOps professionals. Are you seeing that with startups? It's a little bit of a, a challenge to have all the that talent come on. It's it's definitely hard to acquire, and so what you see in younger startups is that um, a developer that's a bit more senior would find these components of an environment, namely. Uh, Terraform, Helm files, Ansible for configuration, and so forth. They would find them from previous life or, you know, off the web and try to modify them to their needs. It's uh, it's a little bit of a distraction, to be honest, because at that point, you're not really developing the application. You're developing the environment in which the application uh, lives 
both for production and for pre-production. And so you need to facilitate the automation pipeline, the commit, build, test, deploy cycle of it. Um, and within doing so, you know, you see sort of you start by doing it yourself. Like I said, you know, a senior architect would, would accomplish that. And then you get to five teams to 10 teams and it becomes a little bit more difficult to manage all these files that are continuously on one hand being used in the automation pipeline, but on the other hand, they need to be maintained and modified. Mm. Yeah, I heard that was one of the um, main troubles that with automation pipelines, there seems to be kind of like a, a automation sprawl almost. And that's many right. things that to, to take care of at the same time, right? That's right, indeed. So, you know, there is a start out there that application environments need to be modified somewhere between 10 and 20 de deploys. And so if you think about a slightly more mature startup where you have, let's say, 10 teams and you have maybe three or four files describing the environments, you could do the multiplication. Mm -hmm. There's an amount of maintenance that's required. And so the question becomes, how sustainable is it to maintain this, if you will, chaotic environment of files and, and versions and so forth? Who owns them if somebody leaves and, and so forth? And so that's typically when startups recognize the need for a centralized DevOps team that have this expertise of managing infrastructure, describing an entire environment and basically serving with the knowledge, the expertise that's required to maintain the right utilization of infrastructure. I see. Okay. And, and kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, how can organizations find the balance that satisfies both DevOps um, to support you know, developer velocity and also the infrastructure side? So we, we believe that there's, there is a way, there is a solution to try and describe, like I said earlier, an entire environment through your existing assets, be Terraform, Helm, Ansible, and, and so mm -hmm. forth. And essentially establish this collaboration flow where each DevOps practitioner can multiply their impact on the team by reducing the number of files you have and essentially applying basic software development practices. So, um, you know, reutilization and modularity. Um, and so this way, the DevOps team, the DevOps practitioners can focus on a limited number of files that they maintain, software methods and so forth, in order to serve this growing both scale of teams, the number of developers, and the velocity that's accelerating. In this way, the DevOps team can focus on creating, maintaining, designing these environments, so to speak, in a versioned manner, in a compliant manner, and serve it up to the developers such that the developers don't have to be aware of changes that are happening underneath at the Terraform and Helm level, they're just aware of this envelope that they're calling from the build server. And so the developers keep working, they submit uh, their change needs over to the DevOps team, who is able now to serve them in a highly efficient manner. Mm -hmm. So th this falls under um, like the term of DevOps predictability, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Um, Great, yeah. And are there any other big challenges that are you seeing that developers are facing at startups? I think one very significant challenge when you when you're in a startup, a very early startup, and then mm -hmm. you know you grow, you know, one year in and so forth into where the business is growing, 
And I think one blind spot that a lot of uh, founders and entrepreneurs have is that the application environment is sort of an assumption, right? Um, even though it's part of the application, it's serving the development team and it's certainly serving the, the end user, it's assumed to be there. And maybe or maybe not, it, it's owned by this vague architecture team, right? And a lot of a lot of us in you know in software in the software business have heard many times when the business wants to take a leap into the next region, into partnership that will manifest itself with a lot of new users and so forth. We hear the term well, the application, the architecture was never designed to work this way, right? We mm-hmm. grew it organically, you know, from the roots up. And so we really advocate to install another practice which really thinks about the application architecture in these environments as another software element that requires a roadmap that is aligned with the business objectives, with the business trajectory. So that when you think about the second region, you are actually able to make that leap with the right architecture. I see. Great. Okay. Thank you so much for your insight. Is there anything else that you'd like to add as, as like a, a key highlight for our listeners? I think just a recommendation for all developers and DevOps architects to really think about their architecture, about the environments, how they're managing those today, and how do they really want to manage them tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Amir, for coming on. You bet. Great. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.